The Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome friends from Toys and Ford and Hy-V. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always, for every episode of the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode, uh, we're we're chatting with uh, UW Eau Claire Blue Gold, new UW Eau Claire Blue Gold Athletic Director Jason Verdugo. Uh, before we get to our chat with Jason, just a couple of uh, housekeeping uh, notes. Again, don't forget, follow and subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcasting platforms. But really, if you haven't yet, give us a five-star rating, a positive review. It takes you a few seconds on there. That way more people can find the podcast out there too. And don't forget, we, we want your questions for some Q&As. And then that way you can be featured on an upcoming episode of the of the podcast so you can do that by leaving us a voice message that link is in the podcast description hitting me up on twitter at d-a-n-k-a-s-p-e-r facebook.com slash casper sports casper with a k instagram all over the place so go ahead and do that but uh let's get into it we're lucky right now uh to be uh having jason verdugo blue gold athletic director joining us here first off welcome to the community welcome to the area ad verdugo do you prefer ad verdugo or jason or or what's uh, your... jason. jason jason is fine uh, yeah well welcome I... aboard and welcome to the area i know yeah. everything's kind of been busy for you but uh thanks for stopping by yeah thanks for having me i'm really excited to be here and um more importantly, just get ingrained to the community. Mm-hmm. So I know we had uh, your your uh, opener uh, press conference what, a couple weeks ago, probably now a few right. weeks ago now. So we got to know a little bit about you uh, then, but you have a unique background uh, playing-wise, collegiate-wise. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, your collegiate playing days over at Arizona State? Yeah, I mean, uh, not, a, not a lot to tell in terms of um, I, I went to high school in Tucson, Arizona, which mm-hmm. is where the University of Arizona is located. So... I kind of went to the rival school, yeah. so to speak, uh, up up uh, I-10, and uh, yeah, it was a great opportunity. There were very few institutions that were going to allow me to play two sports. That was something that, from a really young age, that I wanted to do. And um, fortunately, you know, I, my dreams kind of came true to get an opportunity to play two sports collegially at, mm-hmm. at Arizona State. And uh, yeah, really great opportunity, great time. I'm, I'm grateful for the all the time that I was there um, so played football and baseball and um, you know played very little in football which again in hindsight was probably a good thing I joke now because my body's intact as a backup quarterback but in baseball had uh, you know up and down in terms of some some successes and um, but fortunately was drafted twice and then ultimately got an you know got an opportunity to play professionally for for a short time so would you say baseball's maybe kind of your passion your your first love in, in sports i know athletic director you probably yeah. don't want to play favorites <laughs> or anything like that but would you say that's kind of your passion uh I, i'll just say this you know if we if we have the sport i'm really passionate about that yeah. that's the that's the general the general <laughs> uh thing i'll say but um you know 
my favorite sport kind of growing up was basketball, oh, believe okay. it or not. So I actually coached basketball uh, in the off season uh, when I was playing professional baseball. And then I coached one year uh, at McClintock High School, uh, a really good um, varsity basketball program that I took over for one year and made the state tournament. So believe it or not, probably my my base knowledge in terms of what I know most is probably basketball. Okay. Um, I certainly enjoyed football probably the most playing Mm -hmm. just because of the camaraderie and the aspect of the intensity and you know 60,000 people and Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth and uh and baseball I grew to love over time I will say that I grew grew to love that over time and and more importantly um when I started coaching as well Mm -hmm. so I know in in your bio too it it mentioned uh Pat Tillman uh on there did you know get to know Pat Tillman uh, a little bit during your playing days yeah yeah it was a, a a teammate of mine and um and got to know him, you know, in the, in the couple years that we were teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the unique um, opportunity to play with his, his brother, Kevin, as well, who was a baseball student-athlete. So, um, but, yeah, pretty special human being. And, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. what he did as a, as a not only as a student-athlete <laughs> but beyond and service to, um, you know, our, our country speaks for itself. Right. So, yeah, yeah, really proud of, um, you know, getting the opportunity to know him right. as a collegiate student athlete. I had to ask because I know a few friends actually go to Arizona every year and partake in Pat's run uh, yeah. down in Arizona over there too. So that's yeah. it's one of their favorite things to, to do every yeah, year. Yeah, it's remarkable. Again, his legacy continues to um, uh, cascade into many people in terms mm-hmm. of the scholarship funds and all, all the different things that that organization does over time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just really fortunate Right. So after your your collegiate playing career, professional uh, playing career, because it was with the Giants uh, system, right? Yeah, I was fortunate. I get drafted in, uh, in the sixth round my junior year, kind of started to take off a little bit at the end. And then I thought the best thing for me was to come back, which is really hard because it was really close to all the, the, fo- the football players. Mm-hmm. And to come back and just play baseball for my senior year um, was a great choice for a variety of reasons. Finished my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opportunity, more importantly, um, to just kind of embed myself into really becoming a, a student athlete, baseball-wise, learn how to play the game, how to mm-hmm. pitch, and um, and then was drafted in the twelfth round by the San Francisco Giants mm-hmm. and, and played in that organization for four years. Really good organization, treated me exceptionally well. Um, you know, and grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So, at what point did you kind of maybe decide? You know, maybe it's time for a different uh, career change. And did you ever kind of envision yourself maybe being involved in collegiate athletics, uh, athletic director, or, or some capacity? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, very few people get the opportunity to kind of live out their, you know, their career aspirational dreams, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, professional baseball was something that I wanted to do, but wasn't as passionate about it as other sports that I had played growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, has grown to love it over time. And then, uh, my dad and my brother were coaches, uh, uncles. So that, that was a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to do that from the time I was, you know, teaching coach. And so, um, you know, transition to my previous institution, being a, a 26 year old head baseball coach and trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. uh, right away. And then over time, um, just moved into administrative roles and grateful for that because now, I feel like I have more influence mm-hmm. on our department and more teams, so I really enjoy that. So really do. You, you came over from Hamlin U- University where you won Division Three Athletic Director of the Year, or named Division right. uh, Athletic Director Division uh, 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 
Division Three Athletic Director of the Year. What was it about the Eau Claire opening that that drew you to to this area or to that job? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a number of things. So, you know, my time at Hamlin, we did a lot of great things from facilities to partnerships with the Wild and the St. Paul Saints, um, having a team compete in a national championship game in women's hockey. There were mm-hmm. there were a number of things. Um, certainly, the brand of UW Eau Claire is very different. Um, their success is very different. The mm-hmm. level in in which they could have the opportunity to achieve nationally is very different. And so that was a huge attraction. Um, the conference is a big attraction. Um, you know, a lot of success and really probably the premier athletic uh, conference at the Division three level in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a huge, huge attraction, just, again, nuts and bolts. But beyond that, you know, getting the opportunity to know Chancellor Smith on the front end uh, uh, was really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but the momentum that was created, um, obviously the building that's coming up to right. new football coaching staff, who I did a lot of um, a lot of background on him as well, and excited about mm-hmm. what he brings to the table. And then the current coaches in place, you know, from volleyball to basketball to softball. I mean, again, when you look at number of coaches that have competed in national championship games and mm-hmm. NCAA tournaments, that in itself speaks um, speaks to you know what is what is currently in place and what we hope to aspire over time mm-hmm. yeah and you mentioned the facilities a lot of upgrades on a tag you know center and, and such and and you know with your baseball and football background i think a lot of you know fans or blue gold fans too you know with the baseball program know we're looking for a, a new head right. coach right now and i know we have a regular listener mr faunus is listening <laughs> right now too hey we're so. moving along things are, <laughs> things are going well there's a there's a lot of momentum in in that regard and i know this is a great baseball community mm-hmm. um, i'm well aware of that having you know recruited in the area and, mm-hmm. and certainly well aware of the success of of the local um local legion and high schools and all that and right. individual players so yeah we again just like you know you take the blueprint of what's currently in place for programs that have had success and continue to have success and how do we emulate that across the board mm-hmm. and um so that is there's a blueprint for success here without a doubt and that kind of leads into to my next question here too do you have any immediate goals or what's your what's your vision uh for for uw eau claire uh, blue gold athletics yeah, I think over. T- I mean, again, there's a, a lot of immediate needs in terms of, you know, from facilities to budgets to all the different things, right. fundraising. Every athletic director will tell you that's by by far. You know, again, those are things that are, are going to be year after year. Mm-hmm. But I said this in, in the press conference, and I truly mean that is getting the opportunity to, to know our staff and gain their trust mm-hmm. from our immediate Im- administrative staff, um, you know, campus partners, from the deans to the, the, the chancellor's office and then more importantly the coaches right now it, it's kind of a unique time because it's summer so a lot of them are either out recruiting or getting ready for the fall season and then some are, are on vacation rightfully so at this particular time so haven't had a ton of interaction mm-hmm. some of that's intentional just want to be a little bit hands-off and get get comfortable from day to day but really gain the trust of the administrative staff because I know can't do it alone right and I think we have some really talented people in our administrative staff mm-hmm. so have you and I know you've got obviously a lot of experience in, in division three but have you used kind of your division one background as, as a player to help you as in your role as as a division three athletic director yeah I would think the thing that's gonna help me most over time is my coaching background mm-hmm. 
I, you know, when I got into administration from the AD standpoint, I've always told coaches I wish they could be an AD for a year because now when you go back, for me, like if I ever go back to coaching, I'm just going to do it very differently. You know, mm-hmm. as, as student-athletes change, the expectations change in terms of the deliverables and in terms of their experience. Um, you know, and the connections, how you get the very best out of student-athletes. You know, my job now is to try to figure out a way – to get the very best out of coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we be a great partner to them and support them um, so they continue to fall in love with the job year after year? It's kind of like Groundhog's Day. The toughest part about this job is, you know, you you got to repeat all those things year after year. You have a new team, you know, a new recruiting cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the, those things can become monotonous. And so um, just like anything, you want you want to recreate that energy year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, the good ones have the ability to do that and stay consistent. Right. Um, but for me is, you know, how can I encourage them to do that year after year and make mm-hmm. their job, you know, easier? Right. Well, I'll just say as uh, before we get to our little lightning round here, too, as an alum, you're not officially a blue gold until you go up McPhee Hill uh, a few times going up that thing. and I've done up it three the, times you've already. You've done it three times well, already? Well, let me okay. just say this, but... <laughs> In the car. Oh, <laughs> now you got to do it during the winter and crossing the bridge yeah. over in winter okay. uh, over there. Then you're like really ingrained as a okay. blue gold over there. I might have so. to. I might have to film that. Wait for the first snowfall and do it. So then, it, it, so then I uh, so get some credibility around. It. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we like to do a little lightning round uh, with new guests, just so we can get to know you here a little bit, if that's okay. Easy yeah, question. Absolutely. So, uh, Jason, first up, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite meal? Uh, favorite food is, um, you know, again, plethora of Mexican food. So I'll say my mom's tacos. So nice. we'll say we'll say that. All right. Okay. So that leads into is are you a hard shell or soft shell type of guy? Uh, a mixture. My mom's okay. are hard shell, but um, you know the the street corn tortilla ones, mm-hmm. soft are good too. Nice. I like it. Uh, favorite movie. Uh, two, Power One um, and uh, Man on Fire. Nice. Okay. How about uh, favorite music? Do you have a go-to type of music or, or anything like that? Or uh, my 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 uh, music has expanded over time. Just say quickly, um, but really goes back to R and B. You know, Four Tops, OJ's, all these different. That that's where it starts, and then. But I listen to you know everything, even yeah. had ventured into country a little bit now too. Nice. So. Well, that's going to fit in this area here too. Especially, <laughs> I had to say so. that because just get that out there a little bit. Listen, nice. I'm well aware I can I can embed myself anywhere. So, uh, favorite hobby that's not involved with your job, mate, or what what do you do for your downtime, or maybe just kind of escape a little bit? I mean, I, I every everybody knows you know there's golf is probably the one hobby that I do. Boy. That that has been a, a huge passion of mine. It has helped me actually in a, in a variety of ways. So I know this is lightning round, but let me explain this for a yeah, second. Go for it. It is the patience, uh, determination, process oriented. Everything that, again, that really involves my job in a lot of ways. You gain those moments, and then on, and you know, and in some cases, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's leadership is lonely at times when you got to make really tough decisions. As a result. You know, you're hitting this shot by yourself. You know, you're out there by yourself. It's so, um, yeah, I really learned a lot, and, and that is my, my passion. And then beyond that, you know, my family too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Have you hit any courses up in the area yet? or Not yet. Not I yet. had lunch over at the country club, which is great, and mm-hmm. got the opportunity to see that. And then Wild Ridge, I'll, I'll end up out over there a few times. Oh, yeah. And um, 
but yeah, looking forward to it. Well, we'll have to go out for a few rounds too. That's I love. I played high school golf in a little college too. So awesome. Not that good. What's anymore. your handicap? I don't even know. It's that bad right now. Really? Yeah. So, because I stopped playing for a while. Okay. Because I got involved in beer league slow pitch softball. Okay. And it ruined the swing. I, so it's the the way you describe this is it's almost like a setup. Cause I think everybody, you see a guy, the news people, article over there that yeah. uh, JV hole in one right there. I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is fantastic. I had a hole in one this year uh, for my second one. Oh come on! And, now you got uh, two hole in ones. I have two. The <sighs> first one was with my dad. We again hit it. A group let us play through his his home home course, a muni course, and didn't know it went in. We were looking for the ball for a long time. Found it. So that was that was fantastic. Um, the second one was with a couple buddies and um, you know jokingly, there's a really difficult hole at Midland Hills Country Club. It's longer par four or par three, I should say. And I've it just been, it's been a nightmare for me. So over time, so the last couple of years, I've just been bunting a driver. So I hit a hole in one with a driver and a oh, par three. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That's True story. awesome. So yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, so it was fun. Uh, this might be, a lot of people, when I ask this, they're like, I don't have one, but I'm going to ask you. Do you have a favorite book? Um, um, yeah, there's, there's. You know, Pat Summit, mm. Pat Summit books over over time were pretty influential in my young mm-hmm. young coaching career. Um, but Rodney Pete, who was a former um, NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. USC, he actually is from Tucson, Arizona, originally. Before he uh, played a senior year, I believe, in somewhere in Kansas City. But uh, he wrote a book um, that's called "Not My Boy," and it talks about his journey with his son who um, he was trying to connect with who has autism my son obviously it's well known that um, you know it's it's no secret he has significant autism um, he's going to be 23 in August so that book was really influential for me for a variety of reasons because mm-hmm. you know as a as an athlete I think there's your aspirations as a, as a father to share some of those same things that I share with my dad. Mm-hmm. And so this was an opportunity when I read this book to kind of connect with my son and, and it talks about a number of things. And um, yeah, pretty impactful for me as, awesome. as a dad and pretty impactful for me as just a person. That's awesome. Uh, biggest influence in your life, whether it's now or maybe growing up? Ooh, um, several, but again, the easy targets are my dad, my brother, mm-hmm. my family, my sister-in-law. My niece, my nephews, um, you know, my mom are probably, you know, really the pillars and, and continue to be influences. Mm-hmm. Professionally, there's a few, actually, um, a gentleman by the name of Peter Rowe, he's been a great mentor, former athletic director in Northeastern and Dartmouth. And then my colleague, Penny Parker, who I run, we are consultants with the Pathway Program, NCA Pathway Program. So, you know, get... They're, they have been very influential among many others mm-hmm. in my uh, professional career, without when, a doubt. When you actually have some downtime, what are you streaming? What are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, coincidentally, I haven't watched a ton, um, but the Yellowstone, yes! I followed to yes. that a little bit. <laughs> the other ones, though, the, the what is it, 83 and 23? Yep. I thought those mm-hmm. were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought the yep. 83, you know. Sam um, Elliott, Harrison Ford. Yeah, the Sam yep. Elliott guy, I mean. You know, I was like, he's the same. Is he the same guy from Roadhouse? And you know, when right. you start to think about that, you're like, he's the same exact age. Right. So anyway, so that <laughs> I, I jokingly about that, but those are um, 
those have been pretty good. That all you just went into my heart right now. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Hey man, we're connecting. Golf, so golf and Yellowstone. Golf and Yellowstone. Hey, we now. got it. We we got it. I love awesome. it. Awesome. All right. Well, to wrap it up, I don't know if, if this is good with you. I'm going to open it up to our listeners here since you're new to the area. They got yeah. any suggestions for you to check out in the Chippewa Valley? Maybe kind of come up with a list like if you ever if you're looking for suggestions or something like that, maybe places to eat or something like that. Let's maybe open up to the listeners if they got some suggestions yeah, absolutely. for you to hit up. So, have you been able to hit up a lot of besides the country club and, and that yet or uh they brought in they brought in some Thai food mm. to a meeting and I, I you know I forgive me I, I forgot where it was from but it was fantastic Mexican food had lunch at um Cancun I oh think. Yep, yeah that's a popular a, one yep. um so for me yeah I, I look forward to getting an opportunity I had lunch at the district oh yep. um down mm-hmm. by the Pablo Center mm-hmm. and that was that was good We'll so, get Nick to take you on a tour or something, you know, yeah. around the area. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a foodie, so yeah, perfect. We'll, we'll do it. All right. Well, we got a lot of them here. So Jason, welcome to the area, and uh, big thanks for stopping by and uh, letting us get to know you. Yeah, a little thanks bit. for you having too. me. I really appreciate it. You got it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. I'm your host Dan Casper, and until next time, I will chat with you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. A couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment. Just get that link in the podcast description. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.